0: Hi, I'm Anthony and I'm Josh and welcome to 52 and 52 a podcast where we watch one movie a week for every week in the year and do an episode about it uh, Today we're going to be talking about Carol. which We're joined by Rachel our producer to talk about today. Hello, Rachel
1: Hello, Anthony. Hello, Josh
0: um, So I don't think we're going to do spoilers for this movie because if you haven't seen it Then you're probably not going to listen to the podcast about it And if you listen to the podcast and you haven't seen it, you're probably not going to watch it anyway um, so, Josh, you want to give us a synopsis of this riveting plot? and Carol? Yeah, Anthony
2: had a touch of sarcasm there, because uh, it's, it's a rather simple premise and not a lot of action. Uh, Rooney Marr plays Therese, a woman in early 1950s New York, and uh, she is working at a department store, and uh, another woman named Carol, played by Cate Blanchett, uh, catches her eye. And from across the store, she buys something from her, invites her to start hanging out, and they go on a road trip together and there's a romance and that that's the first three fourths of the movie I just told you guys. So um Wait, so what'd you think of it, Josh? Uh I I, I left it I, I enjoyed it probably because I thought the performances were just so strong, but I thought that there could have been I, I didn't like I wouldn't have put it like in my top ten movies from the last award season or anything like that. A lot of people were very upset that it didn't get nominated for an Oscar. It got six nominations. It just didn't get like best picture nomination, and I, I wasn't too put off by that myself. I thought that while all the acting, uh, all that, all the acclaim the actors have been getting for their roles here was very well deserved, I would have liked to have seen. Uh, I'm, I'm not exactly sure what I would have anything a movie of with this kind of premise and plot can like just if it's ever going to just totally click with me and I'm going to love it it just might not be my kind of thing but like I still really liked watching the actors do their thing and uh, I I could have used even more um, a little bit more in the first half of the movie uh, a little more substance behind the interactions between uh, Carol and Therese and I think that was the one thing that was missing for me a little bit I really could have had there's a scene where they're in a diner in the first half of the movie where they go to lunch together and I thought it should have been 10 minutes longer, frankly, because it's just the way they set up them getting to the point where they even want to go on a road trip together, I didn't totally buy it as far as them actually developing feelings for each other. And that was probably my biggest thing. Even if I really enjoyed watching the characters interact, I don't think there was enough of it in the first half to justify all the things that we're supposed to be feeling in the second half. And that was probably my biggest criticism.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I really didn't feel anything during the movie. I think I liked it way less than both Josh and Rachel Um, nothing happened, literally nothing happens in the first half of the movie for me. And, uh, like Josh said, I don't really think that, I don't really think that they developed anything enough for me to believe why they would have feelings for each other outside of that. They're both lesbians in the time period and they're both like feeling, I mean, I understand they like both are feeling alone and, and outcasts and everything, but it just really didn't do it for me.
1: I did the thing that I tell you guys not to do and like read reviews about it before you're talking about it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, just recently actually. I, I really liked it. I don't know. Whatever. Um, I was did surprised. you really like it?
2: Or did you just like the name so much?
1: Oh my god. We'll get to the names. Um, no I actually did really like it and I was surprised because we saw it at like 1030 and I'm usually asleep by then and I was like alright fine I'm gonna pay $10 to take a nap. But I, I don't know. I liked it. It was slow if you and would get quiet. Movie pass.
2: you wouldn't have to have that concern. <laughs> shut out, out movie, movie pass. pass. <laughs> oh
1: my god, I'd have to see more than one movie every 3 months. Um, anyway, one of the articles uh I read, I don't remember where it was from, but it was it was kind of addressing that how you guys said it was slow and and not a lot happened, not a lot of like development was shown. Everyone seemed really guarded just because that's kind of how lesbians of that time would have had to interact. They wouldn't have been able to just come out and be like, "Hey, what's up?" You know, you have to have that layer of
2: That's part of the interesting contrast, too, between uh, Carol's friend Abby, uh, played by Sarah Mm -hmm. Paulson. It seems like she is probably the closest thing to that that you could be in the 1950s, where she was much more open, whereas Carol had chosen to try and live a more domesticated, normal 1950s housewife kind of life, Mm -hmm. and thus she really couldn't indulge in the way Abby could. And Abby seemed, she's just there talking about, oh, I got got my eye on some redhead and like that. So she was actually, seemed like more open about her lifestyle in that regard.
1: Yeah, and if you know, like the two actresses, obviously, like, Cate Blanchett is a bit older than um, Rooney Mara, so she played like she was married, she had a child, and um, Rooney Mara was still single and like living on her own in the city.
0: Going back to the performances, I did not like Cate Blanchett really at all. Thought it was really one dimensional, honestly, and there for me, there really wasn't a lot of depth to that performance.
1: I enjoyed Rooney it. Mara
0: was fine. I don't think she was no, that she was great, great, but. I liked her. I don't know. I really did not like Kate Blanchett's character. What, so,
2: what did you just say? You just didn't buy it? You thought it No, like I thought trivial? it was
0: really one dimensional.
2: I didn't. There was. See, I didn't. I, I don't agree. I thought that she. At, at times, she seems like she's completely in control, and she knows exactly what she's mm-hmm. doing to kind of woo Therese the entire time, and she knows exactly what she's doing when she's going through all that. But then you see her at other points where she's like completely she's it's clear she really doesn't know what she's doing with her life at the same time, like i I thought it was interesting in that regard how it seems like she is very in control in some aspects but totally aimless in others,
1: yeah, it seemed like she projected an image, she knew exactly uh-huh. like what she looked like her clothes to her poise to what she said. It seemed like it was very yes, sort of one dimensional but she knew what she was doing she was cultivating that image i
0: I didn't say she didn't know what she was doing i just I just thought the performance was kind of boring and and there wasn't really anything special that really, I don't know, pushed the performance or the movie to another level because of what she did mm, it personally. very
1: classic Hollywood.
0: Uh, well, I've watched some other
2: movies that she's been in. I, like I mentioned on the on another podcast that I'd watched The Aviator recently, and she she won that was her first uh, Oscar win, which her playing. Um, she Audrey Hepburn, I think. Catherine Hepburn. Catherine Hepburn, yeah, Catherine Hepburn, and. She, uh, um, and that I, 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 it feels like watching that movie, I'm more impressed with something like this. It seems like she's just gotten better at different kinds of American accents. And at least to me, that her English accents have, or American accents have gotten a little better with each role I've seen her in. Cause I, I think back, she won for Blue Jasmine a couple years ago, and mm-hmm. she was very good in that. And, um, yeah, I, I it, it just didn't bother me. I mean, I, I, you know, I know you're not saying the voice bothered you, but I just, yeah. specifically, but I think she just has gotten better. At, With each passing performance for me
0: I just think there was so much more life in her truth performance as much as I didn't really like that movie than there was for for me in this movie Hmm. uh I I I don't know I Rooney Mara I maybe I just understood more like where her character was at and everything and that made it better for me but I just the stuff with Cape Blanchett was just kind of boring honestly
1: I th- I think Rooney Mara was really good in that. Like Kate Blanchett was fine. She did a great job. But I, yeah, like I, I mean, thought Rooney Mara was. She was really the main character. For me,
0: it was pretty clear Ro- Rooney Mara was better than Kate Blanchett. That, I mean, that's how I felt, and that's what you're saying too.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, she was more interesting. She was more lively. But I think she had more of the character. Had more room to be. Um, I've. I really can't think of anything I've seen her in. I just see her like on the red carpet, looking like a cute little robot. So it was very interesting to see her like so lively. Her eyes are just like lit up all the time.
2: I haven't uh, well, seen her in a lot of stuff besides her, girl with the dragon tattoo, and those two scenes in the social. Was network. She in her. Mm-hmm. I forgot she everything played, about yeah, her. Yeah, she played Joaquin Phoenix's uh, ex-wife.
1: Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> I want not talk about that movie. <laughs> At one point, Cate um, Blanchett said something about. She called her. She's like flung from space and I thought that was a good description of her she just looked like a little alien just wide-eyed I liked her it was interesting
0: did you buy the feeling stuff was there enough there for you to buy that
1: there never is in movies honestly
0: (laughs) okay no I didn't that's kind of a cop-out come on
1: well no I mean I feel like I I feel like this
2: movie had so little going on that it had the time to make that happen like you said not a lot happens in the first half even if I'm enjoying watching these actors act more than you are enjoying watching them act there's just so much nothingness at the same time for, like, the first hour of the movie before they go on that road trip. So they had the time to do that if they wanted to. I guess they needed to show... They needed to also establish what was going on in Teresa's life and why she would feel compelled to do that. So they're showing her in all these scenes where she's socializing with her friends and she seems a little withdrawn and then has the really creepy guy from the New York Times try and hit on her and played by John Magaro, the dude from the big short. And we talked about who we enjoyed and he was put, did a good job of playing like a totally terrible person here, I guess. Did he? like? And he
1: made me think of Michael Ginsberg from Madden. Yeah, me too. So much.
2: He didn't come off like that... Uh, Awesome. That that autistic to me. No, I was going to say autistic, not awesome, but, um, Or or Z or whatever. But um, but yeah, I mean, so I get that you need to spend time with her to see see get see what would get her to a point where she would make the decision she makes to yeah, go get involved Jake with Carol. Lacey. But I feel like they had an, yeah that too. We can talk <laughs> about him also in a little bit because I know you guys had thoughts on the Jake Lacey character. But there there was definitely enough aimlessness going on in that first half of the movie that they could have had. Like I said, make that one scene a little longer, and uh, or in, or the scene at their house, just like they're sitting there playing the piano. Like, what what have they been? They it's like they come in, they drop us into that point in the day where it seems like I think they've been sitting around. One's playing the piano, and others yeah, doing they had she's like doing.
0: quick five ten second scenes like, where they kept skipping, and like we jumped it. Like,
2: we jumped in at the end of that whole play date. Yeah, you know. and
0: and if you. I don't understand why you wouldn't just spend a day developing that and seeing what, like, writing something where we can see them interacting and being like, "Okay, I understand why these two people are attracted to each other, why the conversations they're having, et cetera, And then they just skipped ahead until good old Harge came in the door. Oh my
2: and God! Then, and then, but we had, um, yeah, Harge. We we, 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 it's something I've complained a little bit about on this podcast, or maybe it was just talking about movies we'd seen before, last year before we started the podcast. But how a lot, oftentimes in movies relationships that form are the actual forming of them and why these two people want to get together. It's reduced to a montage or something like that. And that was kind of like my biggest issue with train wreck. And, yeah. um, and, but there's, a, I'm, I'm just, that's just the one that immediately comes to mind, but it just felt like in train wreck, they had so much, it's hard, it's harder to complain about that. Cause so much of the rest of the movie is just laugh out loud, funny. It's like, you can't, you, there's like only really one scene that jumps to mind. That was a total waste in train wreck. And it was that intervention scene whereas uh whereas here it's just a lot of more of this could have been replaceable i thought and it seemed like they already cut the movie down though to begin with because there's that whole thing with the Carrie Brownstein character in, at the end which seemed like a weird editing thing going on there and something hit the edit, something hit the cutting room floor and i don't know what but maybe they they were just a little confused about how to best use the time they wanted to get to the length of the movie you know i don't know
0: yeah so i actually watched the anatomy of a scene thing that the New York Times does with uh-huh. all the directors and so they had one with Todd Haynes who did this movie uh-huh. and the scene that they had him do the voiceover for was the scene where Carol walks into the to the department store and she ends up buying the train and she leaves the gloves mm-hmm. intentionally or not. Who knows? Um, and basically, Haynes was trying to tell me that Therese suggesting that Carol buy the train set is uh, like basically a metaphor showing that she was more into dude stuff and that's why she's a lesbian. And I was like, you're fucking ridiculous, Todd Haynes. Don't like, hmm. you didn't signal that at all. You can't just say she has these boyish qualities when you, in a voiceover, when you don't show that in the movie. And that really pissed me off.
1: That's I, a weird, I mean, I guess I could almost see like she was into like photography and like.
2: It's not a cool sh- sh- I know, I, d- I don't, I. W- yeah.
1: that's a weird reasoning yeah. to me. I'm trying to think of any other example. That seems very reductive, just because you're a lesbian doesn't mean you, you have like, to like yeah, boy yeah, stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's what he said huh. in the thing, and I I didn't really like that. And That I, that scene was pretty good, I guess. But I, I like the, I mean, it's weird that, to
2: think about it now that I know that information, but I, I thought it was interesting the way they shot that store. And yeah,
0: he made note of that, and... And it was interesting in the way they panned out and the way they showed Therese. And they, they even had people cross in front of the camera.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Um, and then she would still be behind the person when the when the person walked past. And yeah, it was fine. And, and it was interesting to hear him talk about other things about the shot and about the, the what do you call it, the set. Because he said that basically they spent a fuck ton of money on that. And they had to find some like warehouse and then build it from scratch. And they spent like a, a lot of money on a lot of their budget <laughs> building that set even though it's like what maybe an 8 minute scene. Well going off of that, like that.
2: Going off of that. How do you think this movie looked? Did you buy beautiful. it? I mean they they shot in Cincinnati, which I thought was interesting cuz oh. I th- thought they did a fairly good job of faking New York. Um I, and I don't think you guys have watched Brooklyn yet. I don't know Mm-mm. if I know I Rachel said you're maybe planning to, but like that I think they actually shot on location there in in Brooklyn and I thought that they, they they relied a little more on outdoor shots I think in that movie than they did in this one but it's interesting just I was curious if you had seen it yet to just compare how they they because they, they're both doubling I mean this is I'm guessing going on this is more Manhattan than Brooklyn I suppose mm-hmm. and just how I was kind of curious cuz I think this did get a cinematography nomination uh, at the Oscars and which is kind of funny cuz if you look at like some of the other ones they got it, it's like Sicario the Revenant uh, Mad Max it shows that it shows that people recognize how, how they what it took for them to double Cincinnati as New York, and just all the other scenery shots you have when they go on the road trip. And interesting that that, that they were they did recognize this film, and it's so different from those other four.
0: You know. So why did you, if you don't buy them having feelings, then how did the second half of the movie really work for you? Then I
1: wouldn't say I didn't buy them having. I mean, it's just hard you for me know. to see okay. like a relationship like established in uh, a movie setting. Is, yeah. But after, I mean, I don't know. After I read the article, that kind of made sense to me. Like, you'd have to be guarded. You wouldn't be able to just be all over each other. But it did seem, you know, it did seem, like, very cold. But I, I don't know what how lesbians in the 1950s interacted. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I bought that, I guess. Um, the second half of the movie.
2: When you say second half, do you mean everything from the beginning of the road trip on? Or, like, where, where, where does that start in your mind?
0: I don't know. When I check my phone and I say, fuck, there's really no <laughs> <laughs> I
2: yeah, I didn't quite do that, but I, um, yeah, I, I guess at some point you're d- uh.
0: like, I don't need action, but I need you to give me substance in a movie that is so highly regarded before I see it that it's going to get Oscar nominations, and people are complaining because it's not up for Best Picture, and you're having apparently two really good performances. Like, I need more than what I got in this movie,
2: yeah, I guess. I, at some point, I'm just like, well, I would have liked that one scene to have been a little longer. I would have liked to see them talk a little more, so that I know why they, why she's met her, like hung out with her three times, and that we've only seen like them exchange like eight sentences. And now that she's quitting her job to go on a
0: road trip, I, I, wanted I think a, she was a temp actually. Oh okay. Uh, right. I, I, don't I don't think she was either. a temp.
2: Oh, I, well, I wanted a little more to um s- to set that up. But after I just accepted, I wasn't gonna get it. I was able to at least um appreciate what I knew what I knew about the characters, and I guess it was more. Even though I did enjoy Rooney Mara more, also like you guys did, um, seeing Carol, like you got the, it was just weird. I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to explain. It didn't. Like I said, it didn't totally work for me either. I still enjoyed it more than Anthony did, but um, it was very. Uh, I guess it was still somewhat moving. Where when things kind of crumble apart a little bit at the end, I'd say. And I guess they did something right. If I felt at least a little moved and bad for them, but I, yeah, not, not as much as I should have though.
1: Here's my bullet point for the second half yeah. of the movie. Gun was weird.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I thought it was weird. Like, th- I mean, there's a whole point of Harge not knowing Can we talk about is. Harge
1: for a second? Can we talk about fucking... My first bullet point for this movie is, all caps, HARGE slash RINDY, question mark, question mark, question mark. The names in this fucking movie... Uh, yeah, Carol's fucking husband is Carl. Carl
0: Chandler.
2: He's really good I spent
1: Yeah, he was great. I spent the first fucking forty minutes of the movie trying to figure out what the fuck his name was because it was like Arch. Okay, like Archie. Harch. Harch. Arch. Like Harch.
0: Blame his parents. <laughs> Har- bees. Oh my
1: god, it was. And then fucking Rindy. What? Her their daughter's name is
2: R I N D Y. His name was Cindy. Like, what's the problem? Wendy. Like Windy, Cindy.
1: Uh, anyway. I, I, mm, okay. I mean, That's Carol feels so
0: to... much loss for losing Harj and Rindy in her life. Harj
1: and Rindy? How can you take that seriously? Now she has to write Christmas take, cards. They, so, and I so looked it, it up. I was like, no, this is a, adapted from a book. Okay, I'm looking up. like The, the screenwriter like knew the author. I'm like, okay. But that, that was their names in the book.
2: So it, it takes you out of the movie a little bit when stuff's that weird? No, I So you say I it's just, a problem or it's just something like that
0: you <laughs> like to I mean, no it's, it. it's just weird. like uncomfortable. Like, why the fuck are those names Harj and Rindy? Because you got Carol... <laughs> And then Carol, you're invited to Harge and Carol's wedding. And you're like, What well, no, I'm good.
2: I'm good. But yeah, there's that scene where Harge goes to Abby's house and he's like thinks that she, Carol's there and yeah. so it's like he's getting really angry with her and she's saying, Sorry, I can't help you with that, even after he says I love her but she doesn't tell her where, tell him where she is and yeah. then all of a sudden he has a P. he has yeah. a PI that's right on their tail exactly at mm-hmm. the same hotel they're staying at. I thought that I mean, I guess that's not, like, the biggest problem, but it is a no, little it's, bit, it's a little weird when no, it's he's totally weird. clueless as to where she is, and then he's able to track her down to a hotel in the middle of nowhere.
1: That's
0: true. No, I agree 100%, but we're... I mean, the movie's about lesbians. It's not about P.I.s, Josh, okay?
1: Okay, guys, but his full name is Harge Aired. <laughs> Harge yeah. aired.
0: Rindy Aird.
1: Harge and Rindy Rindy Aird, Aird oh, on my...
0: NBC. Oh, last...
1: my God. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, it's not great, it's... but... Yeah, exactly. So,
2: but yeah, I thought I thought he was like, uh, the name aside. I thought he, I <laughs> he thought did he, a good job. I thought he was really yeah, good. No, like, he's, was he's done good. a really good job of picking movies to be in. Like he's most probably most known for Friday Night Lights, both of which you guys need to watch. Mm. But he what he's in he's in Argo. He's in uh, Zero Dark Thirty. He's in The Wolf of Wall Street. He's in this. He's in Super Eight. Uh, he's done he a really good job of picking the films that he does outside of that. Do you have any? Do you guys have any other thoughts on this? Yes. I mean, so oh wait, what on Carol? Like oh. anything, but, or the names? You can keep going on that if you want. <laughs> but I mean, uh, just any, any overall, Terry. anything. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. I I, 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 like I said, I came away from the movie just really, really impressed with those, all those, all pretty much all the performances. Oh, Jake Lacy, that, that, that was one thing. I know that he. You Let's got, talk about
1: the men, guys.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So they took Jake Glacey from Obvious Child and then they put him in the 1950s as the same character. And so then. Do you think he just wasn't dressed right? He didn't His he he didn't just speak looked, the same way? Or? I mean,
1: I don't know. He just d- didn't have, like.
2: I laughed every time he was on TV. He stage. didn't yeah. have the 1950s funny. quality. Yeah. About he just him.
1: didn't, like, everybody kind of looked right in I mean, place. He just didn't really, like, look right in, like, the period costume. Or...
2: I wasn't really laughing because he was a man out of time. I was more just kind of laughing because he, he was just so, like,. Just wimpy. He was so clueless. I mean, clueless he was funny. And yeah. Yeah. And she, I, I, I love you. Let's go to Paris. Let's get married. <laughs> she's just having none of it and he kept trying. <laughs> he, he kept, kept trying. saying, I
1: love you. And like, she's like, okay.
2: <laughs> yeah. It was just funny that he kept, he kept going back to the same well, And I just kept laughing at him being yeah. so pathetic.
1: No, I enjoyed him. It was just, it, it felt weird. Mm-hmm. Um, I did have something to say about, mm. I thought it was interesting going back to Randy, not the name, but I'm um, like, <laughs> Cate Blanchett can't be that much older than Rooney Mara. Like, 16 maybe, like, years older. 16, okay, I was just saying like 15 years. But they had a lot of, but Rooney Mar does look very, very young. And they had a lot of weird like daughter-lover parallels. She has the same haircut as like Rindy. She's like, Carol's like brushing Rindy's hair. She's <laughs> fucking Rindy. She's like brushing her daughter's hair in front of the mirror at, like one point earlier in the movie. And then later she like comes behind Therese and is like <laughs> touching her hair in front of the mirror. And the way like, she not that she's like hugging her daughter sexually that sounds horrible but you know the way that yeah. she like her daughter came and like cling yeah. jumped on her and she like hugged yeah. her really tight and she like did the same thing with Therese and it was just interesting because I feel like with that kind of stuff with like an older man is obvious like ugh, older man and like younger woman you're just like oh that's gross and then you don't usually see it with like an older woman and a younger woman I just thought it reminded that
0: was, me of transparent yeah yeah
1: but I don't know I just thought that was interesting I don't really have a deeper analysis of it I just noticed
0: no, I I think that was intentional.
1: Yeah, oh for sure.
2: I like I said, I think my 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 problems with the movie would have been a lot better if they just set stuff up better for the second half and the first half and but still I think it's worth seeing for the performances. Anthony probably thinks it's too boring to make it worth that. Yeah, nope, not for um, me.
1: I liked it. The highest compliment I give a movie is that I wasn't bored doing it and I actually wasn't and you bored doing like, this. Two
0: hours after your normal bedtime and, yet, and you still <laughs> Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I liked it.
0: Yep. All right. So that's it for this episode of 52 and 52. You can find me on Twitter at aclambake, a K L A M B A K E.
2: At Josh Chernovoy, J O S H J U R N O V O Y.
1: At Chikachu, C H E E K A C H O O.
0: And you can email us at 52 and 52 pod at gmail.com. 52 and 52 pod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.